Are you kidding me? These are somebody's balls. Balls are not supposed to be hanging from trees, yet I'm finding myself looking at fucking balls, sir. That guy knows what's up. We need to get the fuck out of here and call the National Fucking Guard or some shit for y'all and the fucking mouth. This whole thing could be some sort of a joke. A sick, perverse, practical fucking joke. That doesn't look like a joke to me. My deputy's right. I'm calling in the military and we're leaving. Don't joke! Don't joke! Hold your fire! Hold your fire! Hold your fire! Hold your fire! Who the hell are you? I'm Andrew. I'm what's left of the first response team, sir. Look, we gotta get the fuck out of here right now. Thank God you guys showed up. Why don't you tell me what happened then? What happened? Fucking Victor Crowley happened. That's one look around. Made him cleat. Cheeks clap. Cleating them cheeks, bro. Cleating them cheeks. Yo, what's... What's good, creepy critters? Our fugly, swaggy swamp daddy is back in his third installment. I'll tell you what, this this third ensemble here, this fucking Linkin Park music video. Dude, I love how you're just having yeah. Linkin Park on the mind and you just threw that in. Absolutely. I wanted to. Like, I've been kind of thinking about it. I'm like, I was thinking which songs could match this movie. And for whatever reason, I just... The most recent song I listened to is Bleed It Out. <laughs> oh, that's and too I, easy. Come like, on. That's pretty good. What about, uh, did you watch those System of a Down videos I sent you? I've been slacking on my homework, Teach. Bro, you sent me, you sent me- just because you brought up System of a Down the other day, I went on a deep System of a Down rabbit hole because they were, I was such a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out why they broke up and I went back through their discography because I used to have all their CDs. And I like, that day, I only sent you two. I was going to send you like 10. I, was I mean, eventually, it. I would have checked it out because I'm like, dude, Jordan does not text me this much, dude. Like, Bro, 10 I YouTube deep. links. I appreciate you sending me deep back down, though. It gave me, gave me a new appreciation for him. Yeah, man. I mean... It's probably too deep for you, though, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, they're like corn, right? That's fucked up. That is fucked up. That is so that fucked up, Because I, I thought System of the Down was way more metal than... Don't say System of rock. the Down, either. Huh? Syndrome so- of the Down? <laughs> Yeah, that bit. I mean, that's just such a good bit. It like rolls off the tongue so well. And speaking of Syndrome of the oh, Down yeah. in 2004, it was great. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Syndrome of the Down is perfect though. Good lead in, good tie in for our boy Thank Vic C Crowley on his on his third debut, his third album. I still call him Crown Vic personally. I know it didn't really take off like I wanted it to, but yeah, I still call him Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy from the block. Um, the movie, of course, Swamp. it's uh, Hatchet 3 from 2013, three years after the last one. Um, it was released, so I guess it says that Hatchet 3 was first shown at Adam Green's fundraiser dedicated to the victims of the 2013 Boston bombings, and the film was released in theaters and video on demand on June 14th, 2013. Uh, there's... <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but like, how do you dedicate Hatchet Three to the victims? I the was Boston? literally about to ask you the same thing. That, like, obviously, good intention, right? But like this movie, but it's literally people's like legs getting cut off and shit. Like, wouldn't that yeah, be kind of triggering? 
And also the fact that we literally get an explosive in this movie too. Like Victor Crowley gets fucking bombed himself. Well, not Victor Crowley, but that poor dude that was an <laughs> Oh, asshole. yeah. Oh, you know what, though? Maybe it, I guess it's better because, like, he was going to do it anyway. So, like, he just dedicated the release. Oh, yeah. I mean, to... he definitely didn't see, like, oh, yeah. dude, Boston's going to get fucked up soon. Might as well make a movie about it. Well, I was thinking, like, he invited the victims to come. <laughs> That's what? The... But I, I, was thought, like, I, I thought took it as like he took all the money he earned from hatchet three and donated it okay that's better awareness. yeah yeah like that's fundraiser. cool yeah if you don't want the victims going to that then especially that's the same year it happened like that is way too fresh a wound he's like listen i know it's a little bit early but i respect you guys i want to show my condolences i'm raising a fundraiser for you guys and also i got this movie i'm gonna dedicate it to you check it out bro i remember when that happened like it was such a big event of like yeah. Because like we were all out at the bar, this was at um like college and everybody mm-hmm. like everybody was there, and it was like during I think it was at night, but it was while the chase was going on while they literally had him like they were chasing him down like they got the guy like hiding in the boat and everything like if we were watching like a sporting event it was nuts. It's insane because like that event was just weirdly very impactful and like uh my middle school uh that it feels so much more recent like it's ingrained into my mind that it happened like way more recently than like literally what would it be now 2013 from the uh nine years ago yeah it, it just seems there's so much fucked up shit though that happens that yeah i like forgot it happened until i read that though mm-hmm. like just crazy Hey, but shout out Adam Green for doing that. <laughs> I would say shout out to Survivors. <laughs> um, this movie was is on Tubi for free as well as the first and the second one are too. And Victor Crowley, the fourth one. Hell yeah! So, dude, Tubi, you got some big clout, my boy. Yeah, thank you. We're sending for people real. your you way, are. and you don't even yeah. have to cut us the check, dude. We're cutting you the check, respect check, giving you some of that cheese, dude. <laughs> Um, the runtime's an hour and twenty one minutes. I think that's the shortest. Yeah, it's real short. Um, the tagline felt longer, too, for me personally. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll give you a little tagline. Some legends never die. Very on the bars on the nose there. Um, also, this legend never dies. So, I mean, oh, okay. I thought you were doing a bit. That's just actually a second tagline. Yeah, maybe that was like the runner-up. I mean, it's so weird, dude. Like watching this movie, uh, never even knew it came out in 2013. I knew it was definitely early, but it's so funny to me how like literally this movie is a parody of all the movies that are literally going to be coming out after it that are taking themselves seriously on all the tropes that they make fun of. Um, I'm sorry. I kind of missed the the point. You were saying that like, they, oh, that was me being like, distracted. No, I just missed the point of that whatsoever. What the fuck are you saying? No, that was my no, fault for being you know distracted. How, yeah, no, you know how like Hatchet Two was literally uh oh Halloween Kills. Yeah, Halloween Kills. Like uh, Michael dies tonight. Or no, what is it? Evil dies tonight. Yeah, like this one is literally just kind of like I don't know why I got like the vibes of. Well, I would I wouldn't say scream. But 
uh, kind of, I guess, more so esque Halloween, where like they're just making fun of the fact that, like, oh yeah, Soul Survivor gets put into custody. They oh go yeah, on, like searches and stuff like that. And, well, huge Halloween four vibes. Um, yeah, with the rednecks chasing them down, Daniel Harris, obviously. Um, that had I, th- that had to be intentional. Oh yeah, and the cops and everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like funny, like humor in this that feels like it could relate so heavily today like which uh i don't want to blatantly say it but just a lot of the racist jokes that they're making and it's just like shit shit about that like just bringing it up in the air racist rednecks and then that fucking sid haig bro seriously that was probably my favorite part of the movie dude just literally like how that tony todd reveal in the first movie yes did I, I shit my pants when I saw that, dude. I mean, we might as well. Like, we could talk about that part real quick, too, since we're talking about it. Is um, the whole Sid hate, like the whole storyline to get there was pretty much, it was all set up. It was pointless. And I feel like it was all set up just to have Sid hate. <laughs> just for Thank that, God. Uh, cameo. If I, they probably wrote it because of that fact but if he wasn't there gosh that would be so pointless but thank god he was because i Mm -hmm. was like okay cool and that saves the rating a lot for me just that part and sid (laughs) hey if anyone was uh breaking his back here yeah if you're vague on sid hey if if he gives a fuck sid hey don't give two fucks not zero fucks no fucks would you agree I'm with sorry, that? I missed the point of that. What's what's no fucks as a comparison to zero fucks? Zero, one, two, you know the rest. Three, four. That's how many fucks you give. None of them. You don't give a fuck. Oh, so he, he ain't even giving you the digit zero, dude. I see Nothing. now. Yeah. It, like, what's zero divided by zero? That's still how many zero, fucks babe. he gives. <laughs> Wait, but no, that's still... That's zero. He... It's, it's undefinable, I think. He just... It, negative fucks. He's in the negatives, dude. I mean, the fact that, like, you could not get an actor. I don't care how renowned they are. I really don't think you could get an actor to say what he said in this movie. Oh, absolutely. But like, it was still really funny. He, yeah, I mean, he literally played, like, all three of the Cardinals. He played a pedo. He played a racist. Right. And he, and he played a man from Tampa Bay, Florida. All three in one character, dude. They said Tampa Bay, Florida? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that's the vibe he gives. You're right, though. They went, I'm like, well, they just threw the pedo angle in there, too. Like, damn. And RIP <laughs> like, Sid Haig, one of the realest ever. Yeah, I wonder if there's no way that they were, like, really going to stretch that far. But kind of how, you know, we have an inside bit of saying that, like, yeah, no, like, anytime we see, like, a, what is it? Like, what do we call them? Like, a sequel boot? Like, Texas Chainsaw, stuff like that, where they oh, yeah. Really- like, yeah, is it remake? No, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, it's like a sequel. It's like a reboot, but a sequel off the first one that retcons the other continuations. And it's like, oh yeah, like Re-sequel the killer's boot. now a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he, like I guess they. I, I highly doubt that's stretching it pretty far. But Sig was like, or Sid was kind of like that. Uh, that little oh yep, pedophile guy throw him in there, evil character. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know who came up with it, but victims. The fact that he was just down, like, yeah, that's what. And he was, like, still actually really funny and charming. And, like, that is one thing about Hatchet that is just amazing and enduring up till one, two, and three is, like, the cameos and, like, the horror respect is out of control in the best way. Yeah. 
like they literally brought him in just to be like, yeah, it's Sid Haig, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's just awesome. Mm. And they keep adding to it every movie. Like, there's always more. So, and some of these people, like, I don't think get a lot of work. Like, I don't think Sid Haig is getting a lot of work then. I mean, he's not alive anymore, but even then. Um, so it's cool that, like, they're giving him, they're giving him some, uh, some work and people fucking love that shit. Oh, myself included. Let me give you a little synopsis. Oh, please. In the epic third installment of Adam Green's modern slasher franchise, the vengeful Mary Beth teams up with a local policeman and his ex-wife to uncover the secret to killing the seemingly invincible maniac Victor Crowley once and for all. While the trio races to find a way to stop the monster's murderous rampage, a heavily armed team of mercenaries takes to the bayou surrounding Crowley's home and goes head to severed head with the lunatic in an all-out bloodbath that raises both the bar and the body count of the previous two hatchet films put together. For for some reason, I remember this movie more than the other ones. Maybe just because I watched it more recently than really? the other ones. Yeah, just like parts of it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, because I rewatched it today a second time, and to be fair, there were definitely, like, a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this happens. I was like, whoa, what? Oh, all right. Not to say that this is, like, my least favorite, but definitely, I, I don't know, something about this movie, it's like a weird anomaly to me, where it it feels longer, but also I forget it more quickly. I think maybe because, and I don't know whether or not in this one, the buildup just felt a little bit more like serious and it felt time consuming when it wasn't. When we kind of, when it kind of goes half and half between like, all right, we're going to spend like, what was it like? Would you say like 25, 30 minutes on, you know, right after the events of the second police station? Yeah, it's 25. Until we get to a kill, it's 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't Which know. It's actually it, the it least. Sounds brief though. Yeah. Like it's twenty five minutes, or maybe a wee bit longer. I'm not sure. I, I I never really look at the timeline. My first watch, but second watch, I just kind of forgot. And uh, yeah. Weirdly, it's actually the quickest to action out of all of them. Yeah. I think part of it, and this is a problem with a lot of sequels, mm-hmm. um, and that might just be me. I don't know. Is like I have a really hard time, like caring about any characters besides the main ones, or ones that are like actually based off like, oh shit, this is like a horror icon. Yeah, exactly. Like, and especially with the series like Hatchet, where like it's beloved, but also the cast literally changes every movie, all except for like Maribeth. And well, Perry Shen is the only one who hasn't changed. Out of all, I lo- I love how they fucking make a joke too. Another like kind of like racist joke was like, "Hey man, yeah, like I was doing. I don't know if he was doing like a teeth read or something. He's like, this guy, he's got a face looks just like you. And he's like, oh, okay, dude, yeah. What we all look the same? And he's like, no, like seriously, you look at him. He's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's cute. I I loved that. That was cool. Well, speaking Perry of Shen's Perry Shen, Andrew in this movie, and I forgot his other two names, but uh. He probably said it best when he said, the night will soon be upon us. OG. 
Who's ready to do some haunting, huh? <laughs> the night will soon be upon us. The spirits of the damned are on the rise. Let's get our souls on the move, my friends. The budget is coming in at 1.1 million. Is that like 0.1 lower than the last? I feel like the budget's getting smaller with each film, right? It might be, but it's all about the same. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Like it's in the same realm of what they did. Yeah, there's probably there's a formula there for the budget and runtime and all that. A lot of the things is kind of formulaic now in the third one. Mm. For better or worse. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I can see that. Like it with uh kind of like uh our boy uh Kostansky, you know, he's got the but like he's doing, you know, obviously different projects like one offs. But he's got like this dance mastered where like he can take a small budget, turn it to like a million dollar fucking feel. You know what I mean? Or rather, yeah. like it feels like a million dollar film. Yeah. And it probably helps though with his million. He doesn't use it on, have to use it on any actors. Hatchet kind of put themselves in a position where I feel like they have to get like horror clout, horror icons in it. I'm sure that it definitely was about a. You know, point eight million dollars <laughs> that budget. Well, sadly, I think a lot of these were pretty cheap, but still, it's more than just literally some rando. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, so it was this. It says that this is the first of the Hatchet films to actually be filmed almost entirely in New Orleans. That the first, really? yeah, this is the first two Hatchet films. Like they were shot in Louisiana, but they were mostly Los Angeles. And uh, principal photography for this film was shot on location in New Orleans from May 2012 to June 2012. So actually, it was May 30th to June 17th, so only a couple weeks. Damn, wow, yeah. I mean, and I don't know if it's been, or I just don't even know really if it's a full, like, movie, uh, not trend, but more so just practice, where, like, shooting is literally just, like, super brief. Like, insane. Like, everything is, like, perfectly organized and planned. We're like, yeah, we can't spend any more than, like, two weeks tops. Well, yeah, I think on a shoestring budget, part of it is, too, like, you don't, you don't have time to be fucking around, because literally every day yeah. costs so much, and you only have these actors for probably such a short amount of time for what they're paying. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, you don't really have a lot of time. You just gotta... Yeah. You don't have, like, you know... Do you think... What? Oh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off mid-thought. I was going to say, do you think like horror movies especially are like that, where it's like, all right, guys, we literally got like one shot at this, kind of like the Dark Knight with that whole hospital. It's like, yeah, no, like if we like we fuck this up, it's, it's over. Like we can't use this. Yeah. Do you think uh, horror well, movies like this? Like, I think horror movies in general, especially the ones we cover, just happen to be mm -hmm. low budget, so they're like that. But, you know, you get start getting like big budget, then yeah it's more of like a vacation mixed along like you have like days off and stuff like <laughs> oh this yeah. is like a grind if it's two weeks I, it's two weeks of a grind yeah because honestly dude imagine like and i never want this to happen but i'm also curious if there's ever been any shots or like first attempt like kills like practical effects kills that they've like they said fuck it send it and like something fucks up and like that entire like practical prop is like fucked yeah I mean that definitely happens. I'm trying to. I feel like there's a famous story of that, but I can't remember. Yeah, like I, I just because I'm so curious to see what happens with that. Like if they just cut that kill out, or if they're like fuck it, rehash it, like take it back from the top, 
um what's his name is a genius with that tom savini like he has tom stories savini. from friday the 13th movies of doing stuff like that like figuring stuff out on the fly oh shit that's cool so yeah. pretty much like improving fuck-ups yeah like oh shit we'll just do it like this and like because mm. also when you're like on the lower budget side of things especially if there's like one or two dudes doing it like yeah like you might not have even tried it yet like it's like figuring out in the moment mm. sounds stressful but also cool as shit yeah and like just the, like with like literally all of the hatchet movies have been Ex- like just pure fucking violence like insane like young malice over here like <laughs> full-blown like head rip like spinal cord like digging into people and like pulling shit out and it continues with the uh rule of no cgi yeah i mean all practical i i expected him to stay by that like you know i was like excited and there's a fuck ton well it's of, hard for me that's why it's hard for me to hate in this and I don't hate this movie. I'm not saying that, but it's hard for me to hate on something when you start throwing in things like, yeah, no CGI role, practical effects yeah. in a movie that's not that old, like mm-hmm. for them to do that. Um, and that's still relevant still too. Like it's a, pretty much almost timeless. Yeah. Right now. Victor Crowley is us for damn sure. Oh dude. He, I mean, shit, you know, half of him just don't crack. It's like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I, you know, only if you've seen Hatchet 2 do you get that reference. For real. Which, do they... I don't know if they retcon, but obviously uh, Sid Haig played uh, the the father of Thomas Dunstan, right? Or Samson Tunstan, right? Dunstan, or... Dunstan, I got that wait, are you saying confused. Samson Dunstan? Samson Dunstan? Yeah, when they, they shouted his name out like three or four different times, I'm like, yo, Jordan's gonna love that part. Fucking god-awful name. Bro, it, it grew on me. No. Sorry, it, it grew on me a little bit. Like, that's, in like, the, that's in the record books right now. We'll see if it ever gets mm. topped. But for now, in House of a Thousand Horrors lore, that's worst name by a long shot. Samson Dunstan. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Now that you say it, I don't know what Sid Haig was. I was like, is he, he the was brother? Like the great grandfather. Or no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not great grandfather. He was the grandfather of uh, Mary Beth, which is the child of. Wait, he's a great grandfather? No, 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 no. I, I fucked up. He's just a grandfather. Okay. And of Robert England. Damn, he's the father. Yeah. Wow. So. Uh, okay. Which, funnily, I mean, I don't want to be rude, but he looked older, like Robert England. Robert England looked older than Sid Haig. Yeah, in the movie, not and not in real life, but honestly, Sid Haig actually looks pretty good in this movie. Yeah, no, like, I mean, he, he didn't look like a old man. He didn't look like a pedophile. He looked trim. Yeah, he didn't look like a pedophile racist. Should it should have worked on it a little bit more. So the director is a curveball in this one. It's actually B.J. McDonald, not Adam Green. Huh? Really? So was he supervising? I guess the whole production of this. Yeah, so Adam Green was there the whole time, mm-hmm. but he did like so. But but BJ McDonald was there for the first two as well. Um, yeah, he's like a camera operator. Yeah, the cinematographer. It just says camera operator for all of them. Like he actually is like the operator of the camera. Yeah. Um, but he's done it for like literally. I mean, his all the his movies, filmography, like 
all the movies that BJ McDonald has done. And even is doing that Salem's Lot we mentioned um, that's coming out. Oh, directing it? No, no, no. Just like just oh, like the camera, camera work. Done camera work for like even Malignant, like a million movies, all, a bunch of Conjuring really? movies. Damn. Okay. Annabelle. So this dude's been around. And also, guess what? Halloween 2 yeah. by Rob Zombie. What? Really? Yep. And some Slayer <laughs> music videos. Reference, dude. I know you like this one too. He also did some, uh, within the past few years, he did a, some uh, commercials of uh, Air Hogs Helix Race Drone and Air Hogs Extreme. <laughs> I just like the name Air Hogs. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> what is this like? <laughs> I really thought you were flying real dildos, funny. dude. You don't have an Air Hog? <laughs> Bro, everyone owns an Air Hog. As a, a genius concept, just it's like a drone, but it's just a big old dildo. <laughs> that sounds like domestic terrorism, dude. That sounds like actual air drone hog sexual assault. Which have you seen that video? There is like a porn clip that's gone around multiple times that of someone flying a drone dildo into someone. It's like attached to the bottom of a drone. It's hilarious. You know, also, I've deep. seen a, I've seen a video of this dude. Like uh, I don't know where the fuck they were, but they were in a forest, and there was a really steep hill. And this dude fucking started sliding down the hill on his knees, and he was wearing like jeans and shit. And his buddy, like it kind of cuts to him like going from off screen to screen, off screen, kind of like going down like diagonally. Right. And then on like the third cut, he has his fucking pants down, and there's a dildo attached to the tree that he's about to land on. Oh, he's sliding down backwards. Yeah, he's sliding down. Backwards. Oh, yeah. And he's like fucking yelling like we the whole time. Does is there an uh, impact? It cuts, off, it cuts off before any penetration. Oh, but... why are you gonna fucking bone <laughs> me up for no reason, dude? It, I mean, it, it reminds me of that a little bit, but I have no idea what you're talking about. The drone penetration porn clip. I'll send you a clip, dude. Classic. Yeah, do some research. Classic American cinema. Now, we'll say BJ McDonald, he hasn't directed a lot, but interestingly enough, he is the director of studio 666 which is literally in theaters right now which i still don't really know what it's that. about but i was thinking of seeing it just for a goof it's got dave navarro in it and i think it's like about a music really? studio like it's like some weird horror movie i just randomly saw it's it a horror movie yeah it's in theaters like i walked past the movie theaters at night and i saw it i was like what the fuck is that <laughs> is that dave navarro it's called and, studio 666 yeah it's literally in theaters right now and he directed that Huh. So now, like, now I definitely got to see it. <laughs> Just because. You check it out. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Me neither. Like, if I didn't see that movie poster, I don't know how I would have even heard of it. It's so random. Damn, yeah. yeah, this. I guess it just stealth dropped. Yeah. And I don't know how it got. In, uh... Oh, I'm not sorry. Did I say Dave tomorrow. It's Dave Grohl. Which he wrote the story of it. Oh, legendary rock band Foo Fighters. It's all the Foo Fighters move into it. Is it really? Yeah. They move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much anticipated 10th album. But it's like a horror movie. Are they like, please tell me they're actually like playing as themselves, like Foo Fighters, right? Yeah. That's literally the synopsis. Oh, also, Jason Trost, who has the eye patch in this movie, he's in it too. Wait, really? What? Dude, whoa. Okay. This Wait, is what the fuck? John here. Carpenter's in it? Is that the John Carpenter? Fuck no. Yes, John Carpenter is in it as an hey. engineer. 
Dude, it's Whitney <laughs> Cummings, the comedian, is in it. Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm is in it. Like, it's actually got Will Forte is in it. Lionel Richie. Like, what the fuck? This is the most random movie that I kind of want to see. Oh my god, we need to fucking check this shit out. What oh, the fuck? The first trivia says filmed in secret during the pandemic. Oh. Yeah, we gotta go see that, dude. <laughs> that sounds super fucking dope. Okay. It's so, like... And we were, I was just talking about Foo Fighters with you, too, like, a couple I know. days ago. A couple days, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and here dude, I am saying, uh, bro. Dave Navarro. Whoops. Yeah, and then you're over here like, oh, Foo Fighters is alright. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're all right. But you know yeah, what? I might like them more yeah. after this. Oh, fuck, yeah. Okay, so where were we at? Okay, oh, yeah, so he directed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Adam Green was still there, but, mm. like, he handpicked his loyal camera operator, BJ McDonald, to take his place as director. And it says, like, the reason is literally just to give someone else a chance yeah. and, like, wanted to jumpstart someone else's career, which actually... With that, that might have been the setup for him going on to direct Studio 666 since he doesn't have that many um, directing credits. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Damn, good on him. He, I, Adam Green is essentially, you know, he's he's bulking up. He's like a George Lucas now. I mean, he seems like a pretty cool dude from everything we see. And, and also, oh, like yeah. I said, he's super deep in the horror, just like community and all the movies. Obviously, you could tell from even creating Hatchet. Um. Green personally asked his fans to give BJ a fair chance in a blog posting on the first day of principal photography, citing the fact that BJ had been with the Hatchet series since day one and reminding fans that Green himself was still responsible for the movie and coming up with Mm -hmm. almost everything that would happen in it. And I guess the fan response was good. Oh, yeah. I mean... People were supportive. And also, sometimes I just also get it mixed up because, you know directors from multiple different projects have like vast different amounts of like input on like what actually happens and what goes into the movie because sometimes i always forget that like the director literally isn't the one that wrote the script and like created the actual story rather they're just trying to like convey it visually because you have like right. gaffers lighting crew cinematographer cinematographers huge of that yeah, like it's literally like a whole team DP. working together to like drop like this giant stew. Yeah, the director pretty much it's funny that he pretty much bears the brunt of it. Yeah. Which I mean the director, I mean he, it's technically his job to tell everybody like, "All right, work on lighting, make sure this looks like cold." And like goes to cinematographer, gets some really close tight angles. You know, goes to actors, tells them what to do, stuff like that. But it's kind of weird how, you know, unconsciously i'm like oh yeah director he yeah he worked on writing it and like the story's his right it's literally like adam green's well in this instance yes yeah (laughs) yeah and he was there the whole time so it wasn't a case Mm -hmm. of like oh he's big time now he can't be there but it's like no he's literally still there just like giving someone else a chance that's pretty that's That's super cool and i feel like obviously it was like in good regard to be like hey man give him a chance like day one comes out but it also kind of makes it look like, hey, dude, be fair with him. Like, it, it's like forthcoming, like, oh, it might be shit, but don't freak out. Well, that was just, that was day one of them shooting. So I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, day one of them shooting, not even releasing it. It said, uh, yeah, on day one of first day of principal photography. So even the, oh, from the okay. get go. 
But oh, okay, then that, that's way cooler than than I thought. I thought it was like day one after released in the uh, film festival. He's like, all right, listen, I didn't direct it, but I was there for it, so go easy. He's probably worried about like the fanboys, which normally the the problem with that is just when it's like it feels like someone got their movie stolen from them, like like if somehow Adam Green would have got like boxed out of his own series, and they're like, no, we're gonna try out someone else. Then people would get pissed, but like he's given his blessing. And he's there, and he wrote yeah. it. You know, <laughs> um, but talking about some of the actors, we got some uh, some returning cast. Daniel Harris is Mary Beth, obviously the main girl, still doing good. Um, we get a second in a row shower scene with Daniel Harris, this time full body. Yep. Which I felt like the only reason we're for years. Yeah, which is always. I guess it's weird. And Rob Zombie showed her boobs too, I think. It's just like, it's funny. Like, I don't even know funny. It's just weird because it's like, I don't know if it's just like a taboo thing. Like, yeah, we all know her from Halloween 4, but look, now you can look at her tits or something. I don't know. It's so yeah. I obviously, I, I was born during a time where I didn't quote unquote watch her grow up. I grew up watching her. So, I don't feel like I watched her grow up either. I feel like I watched her as a little kid, and then like, boom, she's like way full grown. Probably the next time I did see her was ho- the Halloween Rob Zombie one. The second yeah, because I I forgot who it was for me. I want to say like, uh, there's a lot of like Disney show girls. Like, I guess Hannah Montana, or I technically, uh, what what's her actual name? I forgot her. Miley Cyrus. Those are the like, same people. <laughs> Be, I mean, I, I don't know. I heard she was on Hannah Montana. I don't know who she played, but yeah, people like that where like they grow up on Disney and they're really young, but then you see them grow up and do all these like adult films and shit, especially Miley Cyrus when she had that weird 2012 phase of being fucking insane. Well, I I, I almost feel like it probably wasn't, but I almost feel like it's Daniel Harris's idea because she just wanted to show off that sick leg tat. She leg like a- tat? You mean body tat? body like it was all up her yeah, leg and cool. it looked cool as fuck yeah i was like zooming on that it looked crazy i couldn't tell what it was yeah gotta Man. respect the tats and honestly at first you know my fucking dumb mind i was like yo she she has tattoos like immediately that's what i realized or that's what i recognized first on the scene before just getting blasted well that's also i guess they would say problematic how a male officer would be able to just walk right in like have a conversation right. while they're like spraying her with a water hose. That breaks Geneva Convention. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Uh, we also got that's fucked up. We got Kane Hodder back as Vic Crowley. Um, Zach Galligan as Sheriff Fowler. Um, uh, also some not only horror royalty but House of a Thousand uh, House of a Thousand Horrors royalty. Caroline Williams as Amanda. Yeah. Which, of course, most famously, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. She's Stretch, like the radio host. Um, mm. But she was in Leprechaun 3, your favorite, as Loretta. So That, that was when uh, she got fucking blown up, right? How did oh didn't is she she's the one who got her boobs blown like yeah like yeah. her lips her ass and her chest all yeah exploded uh, inflated yeah yeah so the fact that they got her in here is great and also mm-hmm. Halloween two Rob Zombie's Halloween two 
There's a bunch of references to it from here. There's a bunch of connections. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I de- this felt way more. Well, not Halloween Kill. I don't know. Yeah, I think Hatchet 2 and 3 are literally just Evil Dies Tonight. Like, part 1 and 2. But you, Yeah, but you can't even technically say that, though, because this came out way before that. Oh, know? no, I know. I'm just saying. Like, that's what I was saying earlier, where, like, this movie feels so ahead of its time, where it's literally making fun of movies that are still coming out today. Yeah, but technically, Halloween 4 came out before all of them. That's that's oh, okay. the one of people's a lot of biggest complaints with those newest Halloweens, the David Gordon Green ones, is that mm. they were billed as like, oh, so new and fresh, but it was essentially rehashing the before. same things that have already been done mm. and in the Halloween series. They've all been done. Yeah, but they made Mikey uh, John Wick. Mikey That's Wick. True. They didn't think about doing that. They also didn't think about having a escaped mental patient be mistaken for him. That's like, like five yeah. foot four. That shit causes like, suicide. Heat on that. That fucking character was dope. <laughs> that was a fresh take. I'll give him now, that. Now imagine if it was Danny DeVito playing that guy. That would be fucking. <laughs> people throw around break the internet loosely. That would break everything. That would break analog, digital, like <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home. Fucking goodbye. Yeah. Holy Dethroned. Shit. Damn. What movie dethroned Spider Man No Way Home again? I forgot what it was, but it was really surprising. Was Scream it a Five? Was it Scream Five. Yeah, yeah, but it was like a month after. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw that hype and, you know, Scream Five is Scream Five, but I was kind of like, okay, is this just like, somewhat butthurt people like being like, oh yeah, Scream Five destroyed No Way Home, No Way I Home, think, and I'm like, I gotta rewatch that. I think Scream Five's out now. Like you can. Oh really? Yeah. Like fully released. Dang. I don't know about fully, okay. but it's definitely like whatever it is, early release or whatever. Like you can get it. You can mm. watch it at home. Okay. Uh, we got, uh, what's his name? Adam Green's wife came back to Riley Vanderbilt as Doherty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which that I don't even... The, uh, I couldn't even tell you which one. The character's... Cop, right? That gets hooked and like pull. Is it that one? I, I was wondering if it was it. one at the very end. That one that survives the longest. I couldn't tell, like... The characters were so oh, confusing. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm stupid. It's the girl that survived the longest. And it is? Okay. It was very confusing, the characters. They all looked very similar. They're all in the same outfits. Yeah. I will say, yeah, this movie felt m- just a little bit, like a little bit of ounce of, like, kind of mainstream. It, like, mainstream budget where, like, it's really dark that kind of 2000 and i know it's 2013 like i'm fully aware of that but definitely kind of starting to pull that wave like that trend again of like 2013 gritty so just really dark aren't all the hatchet movies really dark though sort of but like i give hatch okay you know i mean yeah that's true honestly so i guess just because this one felt more like higher quality of a camera as opposed yeah. to one and two that to me at least a lot of the characters that got killed off were a little bit unrecognizable. For sure. That's and why like, it's like... I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's why it's like, yeah, when I read that synopsis, yeah, the body count was more than the first and second one put together, but it's like, uh, 90% of them are whatever, you know? Yeah. I I only counted, honestly, the kills that were quick and not, like, uh, shown off in typical hatchet fashion and there was only like two but i don't know why i was kind of disappointed or 
yeah, only two, I believe, that were like literally just uh Victor like just like sideswiping a dude with his hatchet and one fucking guy or one girl actually with a fucking like AR MK15 just like rapid firing shooting at him he just grabs the gun on the barrel lifts her up as she's shooting the gun on the ground and fucking body slams her oh yeah i remember that one yeah that was cool as fuck but uh i love did you catch any of the sound effects no they were like maybe we should talk about when we talk about the killer and the kills well speaking of the sounds you can still hear victor crowley crying for his daddy god damn that's perfect dude People started disappearing in the swamp. All the locals and hunters say that if you get close enough to the Crowley house at night, you can still hear Victor Crowley crying for his daddy in the woods. So this is going to be a mix of talking about the opening and our boy Vic. Uh, Opening, I mean, it picks directly up after the second one. Big flex, by the way, like de-scalping him, or I guess just scalping him. Then going into a police station with a shotgun. Yeah. I what mean, was the, like? I think that, that was, was like stigma. a open carry uh, statement. She was ahead of her time on that too. <laughs> you know, like the badasses on YouTube that are like <laughs> the funniest video. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like pretty popular by now. It was years ago, but those guys that are like, you know, there's all those videos of it was like a trend. I feel like like f- at least five years ago of people just carrying. walking around with ARs and stuff like. Oh yeah, just to be dumbasses and get people mad, even though technically they're allowed to do it. But then these two dudes, and I think they were in like full gear, like almost like riot gear. They think they could do that. They got GoPros on, and like shotguns and AR AR fifteens, and they would just walk up into a police station, and they get fucking like. Obviously, they treat it really serious because they look like they're coming in to fucking blast everyone in there. Yeah, and they were trying to make like a YouTube video, like yeah, we're allowed to do this, and they got their asses whooped. And arrested, like, I think. I don't get that, bro. Like, hot take or not, I don't want to be polarizing, but like, why do people have to flex about their rights like so hard to be like, yo, watch how far I can push this? Like, well, for in that, a lot of those cases, I feel like it's for the views. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely like clout hoarding and lawsuits. A lot of that stuff, too, now is uh, kind of like that oh, one that I was talking really? about with the post office, like auditing thing. People are trying to get like mm-hmm. told they can't do something or arrested for it, and then you can like sue out the ass for it. That's just such a. I mean, it's a it's a grind, bro. I mean, I get it. Like they they got that grind set, and like, hey, you know, becoming rich, you know, it's not something a, a good person can do. You know, <laughs> that's you true. Yeah, cut some ties, bro. No, no rich person's good. And Danielle Harris was ahead of her time. Right, yeah. Mary Beth was. <laughs> she set the principle, dude. That might be the like Prometheus of the Sigma male grind set. Scalp your killer, covered in blood. Roll up to a police station, hand yourself in, shotgun in hand. Uh, what's up now, bitches? Yeah, did it. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> it, but yeah, it basically she does fuck Vic's ass up in the opening too. She, I guess she like she blasts him, like turns his face into hamburger meat, and then. She's casting her breath. Another Halloween reference. He pops up behind her. Does the Mike yeah. Myers pop up? And then I almost feel like that sound that when he jumps out was just. It felt so Halloween. I was like, yeah, <laughs> just doing. Grabs her by the throat. 
So yeah, he grabs her and she like puts her she like fists his face hole basically. Yeah. No, dude, that that shit's like front page most viewed video in America on Pornhub. 88% upvote, yep. Fist facing. But then how does the chainsaw get triggered? Because uh she's trying to pull it before she gets grabbed. Oh. She has her feet on it. And she has her hand on the thing, like the, the uh, I don't know what it's actually called, but the cord, uh, the cord, and she's about to lift it. He picks her up, and she's still holding on, so he picks her up so fast that it turns on the chainsaw. And then he just, uh, just because of that fist facing he gets. She like, I, I don't even know if there's a brainstem in there, but she like, Mortal Kombat, I think she punched her fist through his head. That, like, he, it just went in there. Yeah, like she's just digging for gold or something. <laughs> right. But then that incapacitates him so hard that he's just laid out and lets the chainsaw slowly, slowly separate him in half. Like you would think after the first, you know, cut, you'd be like, oh shit, and like roll over, like, oh. But no, he lets it go all the way. Maybe because he doesn't give a fuck. Because that is his flex, actually. He's like, I'm coming back, bitch. What? I mean, to be fair, like Jordan, are you saying that in his shoes or in a normal person's shoes, you fall back first into a chainsaw? Oh, just fucking roll over, bro. No, he didn't fall on it. Yeah, he did. No, he I thought it was ground. like moving forwards. No, no, it was on the ground. Yeah, but then it was like it was like on, so it was like like chugging along basically until it got to him and cut him in half, right? No, no, like it was on the ground. It got started, so it started like uh, cutting through the dirt. He falls on top of it, lands uh, on it, and like as he's on the roll ground, roll over, you big bitch. Up. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fucking shake that off, pussy. Big, like, goofy you got a bitch. fucking shotgun blast through your head. Just roll over, dude. Well, he, you know what he did? He fucked up the Dex DC, man. Oh, yeah, talk about it. Throw. What we <sighs> got a different Vic, or what are we looking at here? Bro, th- I mean, I don't even know what to fucking tell you anymore, bro. He's dead-ass cheating. Either that or, like, the DM is just in favor of this fucking player because he's rolling in there. He's, I mean, honestly, dude, there's so many different ways that you could build Victor Crowley because, <laughs> like, where the fuck do I even begin? Like, he's a... do I, I mean, I don't know. I, I was going to I was gonna joke around with martial artist, but he's not really... He's not like uh, Mikey. He's not like uh, Bubba. You know, no, being able straight. to throw shit, perfect CQC counters, like killing hallways of people. Ground but, and pound, dude. Yeah, he he's I, I want to say just because of his malice, he's a barbarian through and through. The rage. You still got it. I mean, it's yeah, only been no. two days, I guess. What's up? It's only been two days total. So that rage is just like. It's well, there. I mean, yeah, he long rested like three times in this movie. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah, he gets his rage back. You think like. Did Kane Hodder like go on like a juice cleanse, like and juice? I, I mean steroids. Because was gonna he ask you, yo, like, is that genuinely his body, or is he wearing prosthetics over his already bulky body to like, make he's it a look big even dude? Bulkier? But holy shit, he had some Louisiana pythons on yeah, his like, arms, like, bro. The arms look normal, but bro, like really? the fucking chest was like a tank. Yeah, like compared to like his arms, like that's totally believable. No, I thought his arms looked video. massive though, comparatively. Comparatively, and I, he was I, taller. I don't know anything about like the human body and its muscles and stuff, but what are like the pectorals? Isn't that like the inner, like, yeah, like your chest, tw- like towards the pec and in the pit of like the arm? They look. I was looking at his fucking arms were huge. 
Yeah, like I was looking at like his overalls and like just the fucking shred of like his side, like the side of his body as he fucking choke holds people or like lifts people over his head and slams them. Like, dude, you are. You look like the fucking... mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't know if they got a stunt double in there oh, or what. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. He looked fucking diesel, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what what's in that uh, swamp water over the past couple of days, but holy shit, maybe the rage is just like blowing him up like a balloon or something. <laughs> Like he looks. I mean, he's on a vegan diet, bro. He looked a lot taller too, but I don't know if that was just camera tricks. But I, you know, that's actually. I mean, can't. Hunter's a big like, dude. What, like, like six three, six. Yeah. Four? Yeah, I mean, he is a big dude, but this guy looked massive. <laughs> like, I think when you throw in just the bulk with the height, because normally when you see dudes that are like above six two, six three, like they're kinda like a little bit lengthy and like st- not stout, but what's the I word I want to use for I just like I don't want to say thin, but you know what I mean. Lean. I, dude, this dude didn't look lean though. He was like fucking just... Oh yeah, no, he oh I know, I know. Yeah. I don't know what was going on, man. Some some of that gumbo dude went straight to his fucking <laughs> straight to the two pipes. Yeah. Um, also, he got a new move, some kind of like force push move. Oh, dude, that was like fucking. Uh, I feel like that's a move in one of the Star Wars where like you can pull in and explode out. That's, I mean, yeah, that that's like Star Wars, not in the movies, but it's more so right. in the game. In one of the games, you can fucking just blast people. Yeah, he has that force blast, dude. It's, I mean, it's dope. Like he gets dogpiled and literally force blasts everyone off of him. I mean, I love Hatchet. And I know it's being silly, but that was fucking stupid. Some dude's getting his fucking spinal cord literally fucked. Like, full, like, elbow deep in his fucking back. And they're like, all right, guys, hit him with your guns. As they already tried <laughs> shooting him, like, three different that times was Hall- Speaking of Halloween kills, holy shit, that was Halloween <laughs> kills. But at the end, when Mikey's getting, like, hit by all the people <laughs> with, like, rakes and shit. It's the same idea. They're oh, all just... And he gets back up. He fucking powers up. Which we're going to see that trend continue in this movie of, hey, we've just seen him get absolutely lit up with bullets. And they're like, all right, now let's hit him with the rifle butts. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So fucking silly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Vic, yeah, Vic, I almost called him Kane. Vic stayed consistent. (laughs) You know, a consistent can't fuck with him. And he just tanks bullets. He's the ultimate tank. I mean, we haven't seen him tank bullets yet. Like yeah, that. we have. Not like that. Not like that. I mean, we've yeah. taken a few, dude. But they were like somewhat devastating. This is like <laughs> full out warfare, dude. This I is mean, swamp he warfare. Also, just got fucking like. No, oh, no, I'm, I'm gonna, dude, Jordan. I'm sorry. I'm gonna fuck it up. I keep. Is it? <sighs> What, what part is Jason goes to hell, dude? I always oh, reference it. You always fucking ask this, dude. Part six. Nine. Are you nine? Yeah. And that's the opening scene with the SWAT team. A lot of those references with that whole SWAT team here and blowing them okay. up. Okay. Well, because I was going to say he literally gets sent to fucking hell. He gets Jason not, well, part nine. But technically, there the isn't rock. a part nine because I'm pretty sure that besides the remake, there was never a uh it's not Jason nine, nine Jason goes those are Friday thirteen nine. There's no nine. It's this just the ninth. Goes to hell. Yeah. Speaking of which we didn't even mention fucking uh 
Derek Mears as Hawes in this movie. Yeah. I was I was gonna say like I was literally just about to bring him up. By the way, I was gonna say he didn't fucking keep like true to his word. He's like one verbal warning and then shoot to kill. They just fucking straight up shot in the bushes. Well, I was wondering if he because he famously plays Jason like in the remake and stuff. Which there was that whole weird thing with him and Kane. Um, because mm-hmm. he was Derek Mears was the one from uh, Freddy vs Jason, which was. Like they pulled him in, and Kane Hodder was the one like that the fans just figured would be a shoe in, just like Robert England, and he was the one campaigning. And then out of nowhere, they went with Derek Mears. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, did Derek Mears play some of Hatchet in this movie because of how tall and big he was? But no, neither of them had arms like those arms I saw. So I don't know who that was. It's a good yeah. Conspiracy. That was uh, that was Adam Green, dude. <laughs> Stepped just into the role. Up. Instead of directing, he's just bulking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I would say he hasn't changed much. Just got a few skills, or maybe flexed a few more skills. Yeah, more and more, dude. The further we go down this uh, movie series, uh, he's just flexing harder and harder. Like he's well, just like, showing off at this point. Yeah, it's just funny that Friday the Thirteenth took nine movies to get to the point where like. Just basically for shits and giggles, they're like, let's just fucking. So I remember whoever wrote it or someone was talking about how they wanted to do it because it was always a uh, argument in the like on the playground. Basically, like, why won't you just show up with a SWAT team and just blast the motherfucker? So that's why they put it in the first in the opening as like, a, so this is what happens if you do that. Um. So, but why they include it in here? It's like. It took them nine movies to do that Friday the 13th. Like, we're only three in Hatchet. We're already like, okay, we're shooting everything we got at him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It kind of takes away a little bit. I, I, I never liked the magic aspect, but I like the subtle magic, maybe. Like, the is he or isn't he? So there's an argument there, but this is purely. Since number two. This is Revenant. This is like straight up resurrected from the dead ghost shit he's a ghost yeah he's straight up a ghost yeah. that can't be killed so i don't know it's not my favorite thing i'm sure other people like it but i don't know it's just not my thing i mean he just the way how he the way how he just dances you know like his killer dance bro it's not very like ghost revenant type it's just more right. so brute jason like mike like mikey kind of stuff and jason i don't know how long it took them to really like by nine, of course, they were pretty blatant with that, but um, like a part of the beginning thing of ho- the whole Friday the 13th, at least in the beginning, was like, was, was Jason never died then? Was he always like in that swamp? Was he always in that lake? Like, there was more discussion around, it, whereas this was like, yeah, blatant. He's a magical bitch. Well, it's not, if they're really trying to call back to that era or style i like it more like unsaid more of a debate yeah i was just about to say the same thing as you it's definitely it feels like the character is more enticing when you know a little bit less about like their progeny like how they are this thing like how they're able to be this but eventually like fans are just going to keep begging for like an answer obviously because people do want to know but they did it from the last one though really right oh yeah oh i know but definitely, I think uh, you're right about just 
or at least I, I agree with you on the fact that I like thinking about with whole Jason aspect of like, oh, was he alive all that time? Or like, yeah, because I think, I mean, how long did it take Halloween to be like, yeah, like Michael, he just, he actually just can't die. <laughs> right. Like it took a few. Die. It took a few because it was always left kind of unsaid. Yeah. In other movies. I thought it was grounded in reality, but like Michael is just this fucking beast of a unit where like he can take near death experiences and jump back in like a week's time. Right. And that's the thing. That's the first one too. First Halloween. It's like, oh, he did get shot, but like he's gone. So it's like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't like literally stated like as in the second one mm-hmm. of like, yeah, he's the, he's a curse. He's a ghost. Um, it's fine if other characters call him that. Cause then, yeah. or like how Dr. Loomis calls him pure evil. I, it doesn't matter if other people call Shape. it, but it's more, yeah, it's more like a, uh, a That's, ghost I like tale. that way better. Yeah. than like literally defining it as like, yeah, it's just a ghost. A Which they set that up. They set that up from the beginning that Victor Crowley was his ghost story. A lot of people don't even believe in him. That's fine, but like, not actually like. No, he's a he's a ghost. <laughs> like, just yeah, so everyone's clear no, here. He is a yeah, ghost. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's cooler to be nicknamed the ghost, the survivor, when like, oh, you should have died, and he's like, nah, I'm alive, bro, and I'm fucking swole, dude. Swamp water gets you places. It almost he's makes like, you frustrated. Fucking protein. Like as a viewer, you're like, there's no, there's no stakes for the killer either. I don't know. It's weird. Like, there's no. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have Scream, which is super grounded in terms of like how like mortality for uh, Ghostface is like he's literally just human. I don't know about right. Five being able to pick up fucking uh oh, what's Deputy Baby? Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm drawing a blank. What who? You're talking what? about um fucking Dewey oh. and the girl. Yes, Dewey. Oh my fucking god, I do. Can't remember the girl's kill name. Me. She would fucking destroy me. Yeah, no, but Dewey, like how she, like, you know, this little petite girl picking him up with two daggers. Yeah. It's like, I mean, and she got shot, by the way. I mean, ballistic vest, but still, dude, that fucking knocks the wind out of you. Like, you will get fucked up from just getting shot with a ballistic vest on. Yeah, she's like a little 18-year-old girl. (laughs) That just watches movies. But either way, yeah, but like Ghostface, there's like stakes, because like, you like you can totally fend yourself off from them. Like they're just a fucking dude. I just don't know if it's just maybe because they're like, well, this allows us to be even sillier and like ridiculous and over the top. So like he can just also get blasted. I think I think so definitely. Where they're just like fucking get to the kill, get to the malice because that's what really made the first one like insane. Because I mean, as dope as it would be to have, like, yeah, he's just a human, but he's this fucking insane. Like, he can do this shit. He can rip people in half. Call me crazy, but I don't like the killer getting absolutely annihilated. Like, he gets wrecked in this one in the beginning and the end. So, uh, mm-hmm. like, that's that kind of takes away from the mystique, too, when he's, like, literally his face just blown to bits. And then, like, oh, he's right back at it. Yeah, that's like kind of, yeah, that's like distasteful where like, I kind of like uh, horror movies and there's not a whole lot of them, but a couple, I think, isn't there a movie called like The Visitors or The Neighbors? And there was a movie, like a first and a second, huh? The Strangers? Maybe The Strangers. Wasn't it based on like an actual home invasion? The first one and the second? Yeah, where in the second one, like they start getting fucked up and killed off. 
I never saw the second one, I don't think. I am so sorry then for spoiling that. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, no, it's cool. We could probably do it at some point. Yeah, because the first one, you've seen the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the the family whole dies and everything, and then it's like a whole new set of characters in the second. But like, they start getting fucking killed off, and like, they get beat to death and like shot and stuff. And it's cool because I kind of like that where it feels like survivors have a little bit of a chance. Right. And it like, because it makes it more stakeful. It might just be a joke. Of them because they made oh, it such a point in it the beginning to like <laughs> saw him completely in half, and then he comes right back. So I don't know if that's just a joke, but it's like I uh, I don't know. I like the callback more to like like I like funny, but I also like it to call back to the the era that it's based off of. So like make it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. It would have been funny if like his body fell into the swamp water and like regenerated him. Whole <laughs> the gators like, some, all build him like, up. Silly, like. Yeah, the gators like went over and like they melded with them and like he transformed because we got a little gator cameo of the gator. Oh yeah, we did one. Wait, it's the same <laughs> one. I mean, shit. We also get a cameo of the first main dude. That's right. Completely pointless, but <laughs> cute. Yes. But yeah, pointless. Well, you know what? Those are just some grievances I have, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna be suing them for negligence. his foot dangling over the edge. He, he fell in? A gator got him? What happened? He slipped. Hit his head right on the roof and sued me for negligence. That cocksucker! This is in no way a perfect count. Disclaimer. Because yeah. it's hard, but my kill count was 22. It's hard because people are getting fucked up, and then I'm like, "Is that the same person that just got fucked up, or is that?" Yeah, it's like, not they crazy. Round two, or are they just getting like a whole new guy to come in? Yeah, because almost all of them are indistinguishable from the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like crazy off though. It is a lot. It's somewhere in that realm. Um, but like I said, though, it's not, it's the longest time leading to a kill if we're not counting Vic Crowley's because at least the other openings started with a kill right um or maybe not opening was the the uh father and the brother getting killed second one was um immediately out of the woodworks she I guess she just runs away. The hand of wait does the second does the first one end with her reaching in to grab the guy's hand that's dead yeah and she sees his arm cut off which yeah well yeah i'll wait to talk about that but uh (laughs) with the second one what's his name the crazy guy that drinks his own pee he gets killed yeah yeah. so this is the longest it's 25 minutes in and that's when we get the vic uses the the defibrillator on the emt which is (laughs) uh what's that character's name he's been in um he's a house of a thousand horrors alumni too I just know him from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's one of the McBoyle twins. Sean Whalen? Yes. Okay, yeah. He, he played Randy, I think. That was his name. He was... Uh, what's the fuck? Why can I never remember the movie? Damn it. The movie from like 1999 we did. Dead. It's like a funny movie with Seth Green. Uh, Dead Alive? No, not Dead Alive. Damn it, it's going to bother me. All right, I'm going to type on my super loud keyboard <laughs> no you're good I'll, I'll just try to speak <laughs> over it as much as i can and 
kind of reiterate what you were trying to get. De- it started with dead. It's something like that. I don't know why. Oh, like, what's the song? hands? Maybe. Idle hands. That's what it is. I didn't even have to look. Oh, idle hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that as like hands. the cop. Yeah. He's like the cop. Uh, that like, you know, they're like went to high school with them and they're trying to be cool with them. With Devin Savo's character. They're like, oh, we're going to put weed on you or something. Or like, you never hung out with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, okay. Now I fully remember Idle Hands. I was like, it sounds like something. Because I remember hearing the name and being like, is that even a horror movie? Idle Hands. And then it had Dragula's music video playing on the TV. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's distinctly like the big thing I remember. And like his hand getting possessed by a demon. Okay. It's kind of crazy. He, play he played as the cop. One of the cops, yeah. Yeah. Of the growing okay, now I've okay, yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy that Rob Zombie really has not done that many movies or specifically horror movies either, but almost every movie we've done up to this point has a connection <laughs> to him. Oh, like yeah, a direct because... connection. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. And sometimes, like this movie, a bunch, including our own podcast. Absolutely. So we got a lot of kills. I mean, like, I don't even know if I should cover all 22, but um, the eye patch cop, he gets his head split in half and half his brain falls out. Which is cool because they did another kind of brain fall off kill, just like in the second one. Uh, three cops after that, they got murked in quick succession. It was almost like a quick montage, like arm rip off, neck slit, intestine and rip head out. Pushed into like a poking out branch like in yeah. the mouth yeah and those are those weird ones where i'm like okay was that one of the ones he already ripped the intestine out of or was that a new one oh, yeah and then just finish him off yeah yeah, yeah i got was that you. a finishing move or was that a fresh one <laughs> was that a mori or was that like the second hook dude there you go you took the fucking mori right out of my mouth man i was I'm waiting for you. it there we go we're starting to get this bit rolling dude finally um actually another little lore drop of Vic Lasso, I guess it was time on the swamp. He, he can like learn. I call him Vic Lasso. Vic Crowley knows how to lasso. Yeah, I, dude, I really genuinely thought you were talking about a real life person. Vic Lasso. Yeah, Vic Lasso. Yeah, like, oh, dude, you had so much confidence in that. I was like, <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, he pulls a little lasso move, which, I mean, he pulls her in and they just shoot like thousands of shots right to where he's obviously standing behind her in the little yeah. wooden shack nope i dude that was crazy that was cool but like honestly nothing actually cool happened with the last shot well because the fucking of course that had to be the black dude first gets a fucking harpoon through the chest and then pulled in yeah which is cool well she like, gets her head like, like dragged back because they almost get her out and then he grabs her like by the top of the mouth and pulls her back in yeah which I was kind of expecting just the top half of her head to be ripped off, not her get pulled in and be like, oh, no, insert like royalty free sound effects, like crushing grapefruits. And there was a lot of that noise, though. They're all listening yeah, like, to her. Again. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that. That's what I wanted to talk about when we got to like, you know, like sound and stuff like there's a lot of repeating sound effects. And I don't know about you, man, but I, I have a feeling that the uh victor crowley groans and grunts and stuff literally sound like a bigfoot like <laughs> this giant creature like like i feel like honestly if i look up 
scary monster sound effect on YouTube, I could find Victor Crowley's like howling. Give me an example. Like every time, like he would like make start noise. walking, like 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 no, not like <laughs> it's like oh, wait, what? How does it go? It's like, I gotta remember the buildup, huh? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like <laughs> really? I can't yeah, even like, remember. <laughs> Yeah, like that, like kind of like a cod zombie, like <laughs> not even like a not like a humanoid, like deep, like growl, like it's like yeah, okay. Now you kind of yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, kind of like a bigfoot, just like <laughs> and I was like, dude, come on! Like in the first one, I could have sworn he was more like of a <laughs> like a hillbilly, like a leather face. <laughs> that would be dope. that's leather face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, one hundred percent. Because like when the fucking flashlight goes over, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking enamored by no. all this light and attention. He's like, wasn't he screaming in the first one a lot? Like they would hear him in the distance. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and then some dude gets fucking like poltergeist, like flung across the fucking swamp. Wait, I think we got our first word though out of Vic. That's actually huge breaking news. We knew he was into BDSM, man, Daddy. Daddy. Dude, so out of their time on the daddy trend. Oh, fuck, yeah. Is Vic Crowley horror's daddy? He's a, he's a little, dude. You know what that means? <laughs> I can guess. <laughs> Is that like yeah. the submissive one? No, it, well, it's like where people role play as like actual like oh, get the fuck and, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck daddy. Fuck, man. Oh my god, Daddy! <laughs> he goes, the hey, no, he wasn't saying dad, dad. He's like, Daddy. <laughs> oh, I was thinking daddy he's Daddy. Smashes, but I guess he's not Daddy. He's calling for his Daddy. Who he's calling? Who Daddy? Well, who Daddy? Who Daddy? <laughs> who Daddy? Baby uh, Daddy. It's a hoot nanny. Who Daddy? Crispy critter, hold down, Daddy. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking. I thought like a family urn smashed on his head. Poor guy. Like, I was calling you... him daddy, but he's not. What, he's Victor calling Crowley? for his daddy. Yeah, he ain't no daddy. Oh yeah, I mean, like, dude, Vic, Vic's kind of daddy material. Like, there's levels of daddydom. Oh yeah, like, daddy I mean, dom. He, he kind of he takes the dad bod trend. Dude, he does. Like, I'm gonna flip that shit upside down. I'm gonna be built like a pyramid, bro. Like, There's a specific shot where he's got a gut. I can't remember which part. <laughs> Did you see that? I was like, whoa. He had he a straight good. gut, dude. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, his like gut. bad I just, look, bad angle for Vic. It's like where you never take a picture while looking down. Like never take a picture on like the one overall strap that's hung over. You see that little belly pop out. I'll tell you though. Might oh, not be the best thing. water, dude. That's water weight. <laughs> He's just drinking swamp water. That <laughs> yeah. actually lines up. <laughs> Daddy. At least it probably should have been Dada in that case. Then, like, why is that? Why is he saying Daddy? Like, I don't know, man. Head of his kind of lost dude. respect for him. He lost respect for him. Daddy. <laughs> He's like, like Pokemon. Daddy. He sound like Doom Guy a little bit though. Like how deep his voice was. He's like. Daddy. Honestly, I couldn't even really discern it. I had the subtitles on, so I feel like that helped. I wasn't very clear. <laughs> Daddy smiley face. <laughs> um, yeah, but we got so many fucking kills. I mean, 
Oh yeah, shit! I almost <laughs> forgot we were talking about kills. I mean, yeah. it's not like I don't want to just sit here and read all of them, but like mm-hmm. any like ones that you want to highlight, or maybe we should say I was best. Disappointed on the ones that really didn't get any gore, and more so him. Like, because there's a cop that has like I think a pistol or something, and like he runs up right in front of him because that's what you do when you have a gun. You just run right in front of somebody and shoot him. Of course, you know? dude. Maximum damage. Whip out that blicky, dude. <laughs> you know the one foot rule, dude. If you're one foot away, you can't miss. So he's he's loading a clip into him. Oh, that's like another thing too. Like a small side tangent before I talk about the kill. Why does everybody like shooting their guns? Because like they're all police officers and SWAT members. So like obviously they're trained, you know, how to wield guns, like you know, gun management and whatever. Why are they like still clicking the fucking trigger like three times? Like, dude, they use the same sound effect too. Even like uh, they're trying to spawn a bullet. Like, come on, there's gotta be one left. It's like, fuck, oh, come on, dude. Shit, my my gun's jammed, guys. <laughs> that's like, true. Bullshit. But they're like. Ting, 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 ting. Oh, let me reload. But I, weirdly enough, I don't think they had like spare magazine, like fake magazines or whatever the case may be, because they never show like the the friend of uh, Lewis, I think, right, who played the deputy or sheriff Fowler. Yeah, I forgot what his uh, friend's name was. Deputy, like, when there's so many, I don't even know, so- dude. Yeah, like the guy that sticks with uh, Mary Beth and uh, Winslow, that's his name. Deputy Winslow, the dude that goes over to see fucking Sid Haig. Like, oh, he, yeah. Towards the end when like they when they start getting fucking killed off, uh, he fucking reloads his gun so fast, but you don't see it. He just sorry. He holds the gun up to frame, lowers it out of frame and he pulls it back up. Well, he's got a dedicated perk slot for that. Oh shit! He does have fast hands now. Yeah, man. my bad, my bad. All right. Yeah, you fucked up. It's okay. But yeah, in terms of like outstanding kills, I can only think of the two that were just like. Basically, What's your favorite? Bitch though? Slaps one. What's your favorite? My favorite. Yeah. Oh god, I'll, I'll be real. It's actually kind of hard because it's not that any of the kills were bad, but there's just a lot of them that are quick, like just. I want to say here. Do you want to go first, and I'll think about it. Yeah, well, let me look okay. up. I know there's so many. I know there was one that was like, "Oh, it's got to be this one." Oh, <laughs> for me, I had one. No, no, for myself, I had one, and then I changed it because not too long after. I mean, I got to go with the him ripping Caroline Williams' head off with just one hand and like palm in the top of her head, and then chucking it at Daniel Harris. That's throwback, fucking Vic, dude. Yeah, okay. Like, you see glimpses of, like, you know, Michael Jordan when he's on the Wizards, you know, he's a shell of his former So He's a shell of who Michael Jordan is, as we know. But every once in a while, dude, you get the fucking MJ fucking dunk season. And that was it, man. That was a highlight. That was 96 Bulls, Vic Crowley, dude. That was that was one of uh, Vic's coldest moments. That was crown Vic. That's, that's highlight real Vic, dude. Like we said, he's all about the highlight reels. And he was, maybe we've seen, like, that's another thing. Like, you see Michael Jordan, you've seen him do so much crazy shit before. When he's still pulling off these nasty dunks, these nasty shots, crossing people up, though you're desensitized because you've seen the greatness for so long. So by this third one, we've seen Vic Crowley just do sick, nasty fucking... Some swampy dunks, bro. Yeah. So, like, by itself, those would be sick. But he's just, like, blessed us so much. 
with great doing shit. throwbacks now, pretty much. Like he only does this just for the real fans, dedicated people. He's like, yeah, you boys want to see this again? Yo, boom. Yeah. Shouts out Kobe. Headshot. <laughs> like I, I really, honestly, I kind of wanted to. I mean, it wasn't gonna happen, but it'd be fucking funny if he just threw the head and just killed her, like just flat out. I know. Well, it definitely knocked her ass out. <laughs> I mean, oh, that was that's peak Vic right there, dude. I love yeah. that shit. I was thinking about that for being my favorite, not because of the kill, but what follows after. But I think to change it up, what was your runner up though? Well, my runner up would probably be the degloving. I would call it. And not degloving, like handy gloving, like full body degloving. There's another full body deglove, like the the Russian lathe accident, that like famous video where like people get stuck in like a lathe machine and it literally shreds their body to nothing. That's basically yeah. he does a cartel fucking flaying on that chick. I think I don't know Are if you that one about the the girl that reaches for the gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think that's Riley Vanderbilt. About- I don't know. What's up? I'm sorry. I think that might be Adam Green's wife, Riley Vanderbilt. I know she's in this yeah, movie. That, that's her. Okay. Yeah. So she's reaching for the gun. He pulls her out and then chucks like her skeleton back in with all her guts. Yeah. I thought you were talking about uh, Derek Mayer's, uh getting like, <laughs> I don't know what he says. He's like, what? Like, let's fucking do this pussy. Immediately yeah. gut punched, grabbed by the spine and Good on him, dude. He look his fucking neck goes like turtle mode. Like he fucking goes all the way back. Like, oh <laughs> fuck me. Like he's getting he's getting a little bit of daddy's arm in him. Like he's getting stuck. He he actually full blown got fucking just fisted the shit out of. He got his spine ripped out from the front, right? Was that yeah, what happened? Like, uh, st- like one hundred percent, like a Mortal Kombat kill. Fucking punched in the gut, rips out your spine. Sayonara. That's callback though, because he he did that earlier. And uh, yeah. too. That's what I'm saying. That's a nasty dunk. But when you've already blessed us, you know, where like it's an old hat. Unfortunately, I mean, but, I, I and there was also that one like fucking comic relief character who had the fucking just yeah. who had the rocket launcher and he just, was he funny. Was strapped. He, he was, was pretty funny. He was pretty funny. And uh, his death was kind of. I was confused on. When when oh, he like rips that. off both of his arms and he's like "fuck you, man," yeah, he like puts his uh foot down on his face and does he bury his head in like mud or is he just slowly crushing it like a fucking like compressor machine? That's a good question. Like, because I, I almost feel like they were implying bubbles. Yeah, I don't know if they were implying that. Yeah, he just crushed it into literal liquid. But I think what makes more sense, it literally it looked like swamp bubbles. So maybe it's just because he. They're basically, you know, you're still like they there at sea level. Swole, boy, like drop these cigarette arms, drink some water, gulp it down. I would have liked it if he took those arms and just started hitting him with them. <laughs> that <laughs> would be that would have been amazing. That would have been sick. I think honestly, my favorite kill would probably just have to go to the the Caroline Williams just rip head, dunk it on her. Yeah, I mean that's that's the three sixty dunk from the foul line of Vic Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> that was a foul ass play, is what it was, dude. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Oh, uh, well, you got uh the Fowler Sheriff Fowler. He got beheaded. I think that was by the belt sander. They mentioned the belt sander again. So. Yeah, but he got belt sanded. And yeah, I don't know. They were trying to pull him out, and I guess just 
his fucking head like <laughs> bloomed like a flower and shit. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't know how a belt sander would do that. Like would like serrate what movie what was it Saw? Like one of the newer Saw movies that came out in 2018 where it had like lasers and like lasers go uh like through this dude's head and like his fucking skull just like opens up like a like a blooming flower. That sounds definitely like Saw. And I've seen every Saw and Spiral and I couldn't even tell you, but that sounds like Saw. I think it's I think it's Saw because it's like blue lasers and like it, it goes through him and he's like Ugh! like just grunting or whatever and then like you just hear the cracking of the skull like like a fucking uh what do they use to crack skulls? Isn't it like uh watermelon or something where they like or oh, the noise? I don't know. Yeah, like there's a specific fruit that's like too perfect for fucking skull cracking and you hear it and like it just unfolds like a flower oh that's from saw but i'm fucking stupid well I, I know where the visuals coming into my anime. head it's a fucking fatality in mortal kombat 11 oh i was gonna say it's an anime movie yeah no it, it's cool like he fucking cuts his head like a pizza and like when he fucking puts his hat back on because it's uh oh, oh i know who's raiden or whatever the who's Ra- kung lao's friend is raiden the one with the hat that's well, Raiden has a hat, but he's not the one with the razor hat. That's uh, oh no, I want to know, man. Oh no, I'm I'm faffing hard, dude. That's embarrassing. Oh no, can I look this up real quick? Sure. I mean, that's why I, don't... I, I need I need to redeem myself. That's embarrassing. I and genuinely you call, forgot. You call yourself a gamer, dude. Wow. Oh my god, um, I'll, I'll recognize one, it as soon as I see it. One and, death uh, I didn't really get either was the what did you hang? Oh, okay. What what was the uh, the black cop at the end? His name, whatever you're saying, his name was. He got like Winslow. Winslow. He got like ripped open by the chest somehow. Like he kind of got candy manned. Candy man. Yeah, with fucking opened rib cage. He like opened up his like vest. Like his ribs were exposed. Like the fucking skin of his chest was ripped off. Okay, it was just weird. I was like, I don't even know how you would do that, but. Also, I think I'm actually just retarded, by the way. Like, genuinely retarded. Yeah, I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> You're still looking at no, Mortal Kombat? Kung Lao was the character I was thinking about. Liu Kang is the main character, quote-unquote. I'm fucking... I'm just Embarrassing. stupid. Yeah, dude, cut that out. That's... Fuck. There was only... There was a couple hatchet kills, which is funny. Now that we're three deep, like, probably have, like, five hatchet kills, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> that we've covered yeah i mean because like, yeah like to be fair a lot of them are like quick cut like they show it but like they're very quick like they're kind of john wick s style where like some dude gets his fucking head like crushed into a tree branch the one asshole that uh what was uh shen's perry shen's uh character's name i i just genuinely forgot his character's name it was andrew andrew yeah andrew's just talking shit lets the guy Oh no, what the fuck am I on about? The comic relief guy was saying the guy's a dick and shoots a rocket launcher and like hits him in the chest and fucking Oh yeah. House. That was that, amazing. I like that a lot, honestly. I like that they pulled out the RPG, but almost at that point, since they're going so balls to the walls, they might have might as well have had Victor Crowley eat it. Like eat the RPG, you know? Oh dude, I was ex- honestly, like real talk, I was expecting him to fucking grab the missile, just toss it back. Oh, that would have been amazing too. Or he been- gets on it and rides it. And like takes control of it like a guided missile, That's turns it back around dude. while he's riding it or skating it like a skateboard. 
and then mm-hmm. jumps off at the last second and fucking fucking does an ollie. Yeah. Fucking yells out fucking kickflip and you know the rest. We have a earlier bit completely under the rug, but I really thought you were gonna do our whole grenade thrown in the car bit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Eat this. <laughs> Insert funny word that we can't say. Well, this is also the section where we talk about special effects, and that kind of ties in with the kills aspect that you're talking about because although I don't think the practical effects it was probably the worst of the three, Victor Crowley looked the best in this one. Mm-hmm. Like he looked amazing. The second one, I thought he looked like shit. To be honest, he really slothed yeah, it up. About that was weird. He looked like sloth from the Goonies in the second one. This one, he looked gnarly. Like he looked really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the practical effects. I don't know. It's more kills, so probably more work, but kind of just easy. Like pretty straightforward. Kind of I guess. up the quality, so it all looked the same. So not one kill looked too over the top. Like like too good compared to the others yeah and because you could totally tell like the difference between like prosthetic heads and normal ones yeah and like like the necklines i get like the brain coming out and stuff like that but it all seemed very just like yeah okay half a brain falls out like and a lot of it was either like they happen very quick or it was like quick cuts to like the damage or whatever's left over you know there's just like guts left over so i don't know it was the weakest of the three to me yeah, yeah. No, I could totally see that. Because there's just so much, so obviously they gotta, like, split it evenly. Yeah, and a lot of it was just, like, aftermath guts, I feel like. Yeah, just, honestly, just taking the guts that they used probably for uh, Riley and her character. Speaking and of which, on other people. why did Daniel Harris grab a handful of guts to the police station? Like, if you want to really incriminate yourself and look no, like a... scalp. Was it? Yeah. It just looked like a ball of goo. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was at first. I was like, "Why is she grabbing guts?" And then, like, when we got those like day shots of her walking through the woods, I'm like, "Is she carrying like a fucking leather satchel?" When did like? I wish she would have got full leather face and like worn a put it on. Yeah, on the suit, and then you find out it's actually a suit. Like, so she can become him. Oh shit, dude! That's like Venom. Like it's a symbiote suit. Yeah, and then you realize like, oh shit, Victor Crowley is actually a technology. He's like an Iron Man suit. He's not a, he's a yeah, like nano machine suit. Yeah. Then like we're talking bullets like nothing, man. Now we're fucking in business. Um, uh, but yeah. Did, did you want to talk anything about the effects or anything? Uh I mean, you pretty much covered everything that I was thinking about. Just, you know, it didn't look the best in terms of gore out of the other two movies, but yeah, Victor Crow. I never I like in certain times, I was like, he looks really good, but also, I'm just kind of a little bit of a brainlet. Like, I feel like it was slight improvements, not like overall, like, he looks better than the second. Like, he's Goonies in two, but I feel like he's sloth grown up in this one. I think he still kind of looks very similar. Yeah, I saw an interview with Kane Hodder where he was talking about it, that he liked this one, too, mm-hmm. because they did something different with his hair, which I think actually made a big difference, where they gave him, oh yeah, like, more like metal style hair, like long hair, and it was like in front of his face, as opposed it to reminds like, me of uh, the insidious uh, ghost or whatever the fuck, the like tall man or whatever he's called. Oh yeah, he yeah, looked like a lovable really... goofball in the second one. Yeah, <laughs> for real. You know, like just the misunderstood 
country boy that's actually full of love. But this one, he's a little edgier. Um, I did have a thing that said the combined total weight of all of the makeup appliances used to change Kane Hodder into Victor Crowley for this film was 30 pounds. And fuck me, 30 fucking pounds of makeup and prosthetics. Right. Holy shit. That's why it looks so good. Yeah, maybe. I mean, dude, that belly. It says (laughs) swamp swamp water can't compensate for all that, dude. It said it was crucial to Adam Green if they were to make another hatchet film. Victor Crowley looked better than ever while still using only prosthetic makeup and never any CGI enhancement. The foam latex appliances from the first two films were thrown out as this movie's makeup effects crew went to work creating new silicone appliances. I really thought when you read that bit at first, I thought you were going to say it was extremely important to Adam Green that he had a belly in the third movie. And he would not give any blessings if he well, didn't get that small belly. That's that daddy strength, dude. You know, you got to have the gut to match. You want to uh, I mean, yeah, he did kind of take, and you know, maybe I'm just fucking wrong because earlier I was saying he took the dad bod and flipped it over its head and, you know, made it a fucking stout lumberjack. But, bro, I'm starting to think he, he took the dad bod and perfected it. Yeah, he can really like that's where he generates all his force from. Starts middle and goes out, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's where yeah, all the torque comes from. Fucking Bud Light in, force energy out. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's he's like harnessing all that when he's doing that force blast. You know, it's a, it's a coming in and then blowing out. Like the fucking earth starts to like <laughs> rumble a little bit, or like the swamp begins to fucking shake. It's like Dragon Ball fucking powers up and just is like a shockwave blasts people like 30 feet back. That was fucking 12, 24 packs of Bud Light right there. That's how much energy that he expended on that one. <laughs> that took, that took uh, two 12 packs. It, maybe that's like the message here. Maybe that's the story is like that we're seeing the transition now of Vic becoming daddy. No longer asking for daddy, but becoming daddy. No longer being the baby. Being the being the daddy in the relationship from dad to daddy. <laughs> well, some have called it truth for baloney, but um, I think his best said was, "Why don't you suck your dad off? <laughs> suck your dad off again." That is very very well done. Daddy shit comes full circle. Means Shapiro was here. What a genius. You do know the vibrator goes in your cooch and not your ear, right? Hey, why don't you suck your dad off again, bitch? I will right after you're done. Fine. Good. We didn't get anything that classic in this one. Dude, it took two movies to have that line finally reach its climax. Oh. Holy shit. And he's got daddy issues. Wow. I don't even want to go down that path, though. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Maybe he's hanging out with Sid Egg too much. Or, I'm sorry, not Sid Damn, Egg. You... <laughs> not Sid Egg. Not like a straight jab to just... I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> Abbott fucking... McMullen. The character he plays. <laughs> Maybe. Um, All right, dude. We'll go with that. I did mention, like, the Halloween 4 references. or um, I can't remember. I think it's Halloween 4. Might be 5, but I'm pretty sure it's 4, where... They're all, all the rednecks are blasting, like the townies are all blasting into the bushes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really feel they like shoot a kid or something in that one, I think. 
But hey, in wait, this, in uh, Halloween four, is it a kid or is maybe it's just an animal? It's probably just an animal. I think it's an animal. I think yeah. I would remember if it was a child. Yeah. What movie did I see where I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, know. Halloween two is when they shoot someone, and they and I think it's Loomis. Even they shoot that kid in the beginning, thinking it's Mike Myers, and then like they just kill this kid, and everyone's like, "Oh well, we screwed up." Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, Damn. that had to are be. You an think, ex- are you talking about like a like a child or more like a like an eighteen year old? Probably like an older child dressed up as Mike Myers. Yeah, like <laughs> I was thinking you were talking about in the realm of like, yeah, like 12, 14. But that exact scene happens. It Wait, is. am I tripping? Is it Halloween Kills that you do that? No. No. Okay. It's Halloween four or five. They're all the rednecks pull up and they're all just blasting the bushes and then it's nothing. <laughs> the exact same scene. Rednecks always I mean, honestly, what better of a fucking ally though can you have in any horror slasher than a redneck? Hmm. I guess SWAT, but that didn't work out either. <laughs> but like, how often do you get SWAT? You know, rednecks are always there in horror slashers. Like SWAT, not so much. Dude, they pull up. That's the thing. Yeah, you, know, you can talk a lot of shit, but they're they're like, "What's going on?" They don't even know. You know they what? they didn't even get the full story. Like, we're there, just strapped up. Yeah, it's like you need us. Boom, we're already here, bro. We're waiting for you. Yeah, and that's actually pretty sick that is sick so there's a lot of these kind of facts where like um after just one week of shooting this film kane hodder declared it the hardest job he's ever done uh, performing rigorous action and stunts in sweltering louisiana summer heat and humidity while wearing that 30 pounds of silicone and makeup on his body jesus fucking uh, christ it does not sound fun maybe that's why he was looking so beefed up like because it was just turned off all the fat just pure yeah. muscle yeah, really getting in character. <laughs> um, it also says, according to the cast and crew's various tweets and social networking comments, the production for this film was a brutal one. Several crew members spent time in the emergency room suffering from poisonous bug bites or deep poisoning. Um, Damn, holy shit. Severe thunderstorms, lightning, rain, heat, and humidity made the swamp location even tougher to shoot in. Uh, production trucks and equipment were stuck under several feet of mud at times. And at one point, Adam Green tweeted, I have 48 chigger bites from my waist down. All right, bro. You know, I, I don't mean to devalue any of their sacrifices for making this movie, but I'm going to be real. Like, you almost got canceled for that those, tweet. Out of all those scenarios, what fucking situation would swamp water not be able to solve? That's true. Take Take a quick swig. Boom. Poison out your system. Stuck in mud, swamp water, boom, gone. Bro, you know how bad the bugs must have been for someone to get deep poisoning? Like they must have just been like covering themselves in that. Because deet's like well, the super high powered, you know, bug spray. That's the chemical mm-hmm. in it. Like it's not in just like regular off or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they must have been using some high powered shit because it was probably so bad and then just like constantly covering themselves in it. Then they started drinking it to get fucked up. <laughs> and that's where you gotta be careful. Switching the fucking switching the what what is it called though? Beat? You said Deet. You've never Deet. heard of Deet? D E E T. It's no, like banned. Well, that's why I don't know. But I you mean, can still dude, get chug it. Chug some like swamp water, you start sweating out swamp water in your pores. Bugs won't even fuck with you, dude. It's like super effective, but like really bad for the environment. So I know they banned it like 
a while ago because they really yeah they used to spray it like in neighborhoods until they, they had to put a ban on it because it's so bad there was just spraying down neighborhoods with deep this was probably like the 50s or 60s but it's banned but i know you can still get it because i got some with a little bit of deep and when i went to alaska because the bugs are bad there really but the bugs must have been really bad if they were using some shit with deed in it and probably just coating up they, like it sounds cool shooting in louisiana but that sounds miserable like actually shooting in a swamp mud bugs I, I don't know what the poisonous bug bites were like i don't even know what that would be that sounds yeah. brutal um what else we got Uh, sorry. No, you're good. So I, I apologize, dude. I'm fucking honestly. I'm on this whole swamp water kick right now. I might go back. <laughs> you're on a swamp out my backyard and drink some swamp water. <laughs> um, the scripts given to cast and crew for production were each diligently watermarked with the crew member or performer's name, and all distributed scripts were missing the film's last five pages. Only Adam Green and B.J. McDonald knew what the ending would be while in production. I was actually just about to bring that up. They do the same thing they did with two where they kept it super closed doors. Listen, I get <laughs> the sentiment, but like what if you told me the ending, and I hate spoilers. I don't even watch the trailers. If you told me the ending to this, I would have said, Yeah, I could have guessed that. Like it's not what's such a shock here? Like what ending? There's no twist ending. Like, I'll be real, if this was the first time they were doing it. I think it would make more sense because we kind of see Maribeth get what looks to be fatally wounded. Nah, come on. They would have made I mean, it clear. She's not dead. They would have made it clear if that was the intention. There's literally nothing to spoil. Just like there isn't in any of like, well, actually the first few Friday the 13th. There actually is a twist, but there's technically one and two. Yeah, but there's a whole actually no twist in this. Like nothing yeah. to conceal at all, unless I'm tripping. I don't know. Um, Cody Blue Snyder plays Deputy Schneiderman. He's the funny one, I think. Right? Yeah, the one that's like just you know, like the realistic person be like, fuck this, like yeah. I'm leaving. He started out as Adam Green's personal assistant during the making of Frozen, that two thousand ten horror movie that he was doing. Um, and then he worked as a production assistant on Hatchet 2. And then Green wrote the role in this film specifically for him to perform. So I went from assistant, personal assistant to... To cast, casting couch. Wow. Dreams do come true. Fuck yeah. Good on you, man. Um, just above the sink in Mary Beth's cell, there's a smiling face with overlarge teeth and slightly crooked head above its left eye. That's the one that's in all his movies. The one that's on his uh, Ben's t-shirt in the first one, that comic book store logo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, many of the characters in this movie are named after crew members from the original Hatchet film. SWAT team member Michaela Doherty is named after Adam Green's friend and trick-or-treat director Michael Doherty. It's pretty dope. Trick or treat. Huh. Another indie darling. It's a small fucking world we live in, Jordan. Yeah, those are all our indie favorites. Yeah, Doherty, Damn. Adam Green, Stephen Kostansky, and what's the other one? Damn it, why am I? F- Damien Leon? Yes, Damien Leon. Thank you. Okay. I thought you were saying all references directly from this movie. 
No, you got it. Um, like we said, Joel David Moore who plays Ben in the first one, makes a cameo and is abruptly killed again with a hatchet to the head. And then iconically goes out being like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Um, this movie marks the second time a Kane Hodder character had a house fall on him only to survive. The first was in Friday the 13th part seven, the new blood. Maybe a callback. Maybe. Um, pushed over my head. Oh yeah. And I don't know if we'd mentioned this. I usually, yeah, I think we did that. They say the line, you gotta be fucking kidding me in every single one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess doesn't really count though, because the first and third are by the same person. <laughs> like they brought him back just to say that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. And then the second was Tony Todd. But yeah. Um talk about like continuity or plot holes or stuff. Uh oh what I do like that they actually did thank you actually bringing about continuity that reminded me. They did a fucking uh gag that I wanted to incorporate into like how this movie's kind of ragging on movies that are coming out after it still to this day. And is rehashing the same origin, like retelling it, even though there's nothing new, because the character that uh, gets a role after being a product uh, producer assistant, yes, he he's the one that brings up like, you know, he's, he's he, a ghost, yeah. you know, back in the, and then he's like, shut the fuck up, no one gives a shit. I love that, that was which perfect. was great. That was actually great, fucking amazing. And fucking he, he was call like out. going into like the uh, voice too, like, well, there was a little boy. And then it's just yeah. shut the fuck up. So good. That was because amazing. that literally still happens today. Oh yeah, for sure. It, like, I don't know why they feel like they have to for some reason. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. It's, it's like almost oh, making fun of everyone to come and see this movie. They want to make as much money as possible, so they want people going in and being like, oh, "I didn't get it." It's like, well, yeah, no shit. It's fucking Halloween kills, but it's literally like the fucking twelfth movie. I think that was making fun of the most Friday the 13th movies because like yeah they every, always rehash yeah because it's new characters every time so every single time the characters they have, have to, to be learn explained about and be yeah like, oh there was a little boy who yeah Jason every Reed. yeah so but that was amazing I actually loved that he was one of the best characters throughout it the oh Schneiderman. definitely so I in terms of continuity like or like plot contrivances I don't I mean it's hatchet. Like, realistically, I don't think there's anything I could call out that wouldn't just be disingenuous to, like, you know, oh, it's supp- it's like it's supposed to, like, be funny. It's supposed to be goofy. It's not supposed to be real. I yeah, do they like have the magic, like, in it. So you can't, like, there's a lot you can't do with that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's magical ghost, man. And it's also, I like how when they called for National Guard and, like, military... You know, they they had that whole bit where it's like, yeah, they're not going to come if they hear Victor Crowley. They're going to come if it's like, yeah, like a bunch of armed men are shooting. Right. Like giving an actual reason, like a, like faking, like just lying to get what you need. Because so many times before in other movies where it's like, yeah, I got like, J- like I don't think Jason Voorhees. I don't know, like other movies specifically. They're just like, yeah, Jason's attacking me. Like, OK, funny guy hangs up. Like police Honestly, stations, and stuff you could like probably that. get the National Guard to come out though. If you said there's a crazy person killing everyone, but I guess if they didn't have a gun though, you'd be like, "Well, just shoot his ass." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like, I mean, if they talk about like a like a like a small town myth, then they're like, "Okay, whatever, dude." 
Yeah, it's, it's, like, a ghost. it's like we Stone need Cape you. is fucking up my boys. I need like National Guard now, dude. Bigfoot's here. Like he's pissed. He's horny, dude. Get the fucking military. Yeah, the tooth fairy is real, and she's actually a serial killer. Dude, Please. she ripped my fucking son's lower jaw off, dude. You gotta come, <laughs> like, bro. He's making a it's, highlight reel out of kills. He's just dunking on us for his YouTube lobby MW2 montage of <laughs> half of the Louisiana fucking police department, dude. He's 360 no scoping us. Um, dude, bro, his own loadout. This, I, this, I feel like applies, mm-hmm. and it happens throughout. Where of like the chick who gets like body degloved at the end. Um, the one, what's her name, Riley Vanderbilt, please. Yeah. Um, the whole premise of that is she's so intent on getting that gun. Like, for what? You've seen him eat. At this point, I'm going to say conservatively thousands of bullets. <laughs> like, he has chewed them and spit them out like they were nothing. Like, they're, like you've seen that, right? She was there the whole time, yeah. You, yeah, like, I feel like, if anything, though, that also just might have been another kind of like call out to those stupid fucking characters that they know like like dude you're not gonna fucking win this fight like don't even try to reach for another weapon like especially too when it's a fucking murder hole right like literally right next to you yeah so you, you just saw someone get beheaded fucking move you Some saw someone get beheaded constantly a yeah, minute like, before constantly being like don't go for it stop just stop yeah, I guess in that perspective, though, that's that's true. It's kind of an out, but that makes sense. But it didn't feel like it was like a call out. It's more so she's just, oh, like, I can get the gun. Like, like, no. Because it's like fake suspense because it's the whole like buildup of her reaching. Is it going to happen? Like, it doesn't yeah, matter. You don't need were, a gun. To be fair, I was going to do like, oh, they're not going to kill her because this is just way too on the nose suspense. Well, how the hell did Perry Shen live? Or Andrew. I know, right? I'm like, what? That was actually the biggest twist of all. I was like, he is he gonna make it? I was expecting to see his fucking spinal cord in Victor's hand when he walked into frame. Maybe that was an out because they're obviously like going to include him. And now it's a fan thing. Like they're gonna include him in every movie. And like mm-hmm. they know if they kill them off, they can't because they've done him three different characters now. I would like that though. That'd be that that just that would be funnier. That would be yeah. even funnier if they killed him and then somehow figure out a weird way to bring him back. <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like he's going to die in the fourth one. Well, the ending. <laughs> I mean, kind of cool with the blue fire, but that's pretty much it. Dude, the whole ending was, it was very Friday the 13th, but to me it was like very video game logic. Like, this is the only way to beat the final boss. You know, like those bosses where the guns yeah. don't work and you have to figure out like what it is. So like they figure out like, oh, you have to throw the ashes at him, hit him, then he's weak, then you shield. can shoot him. Like Resident Evil style, like, okay, he's hurt now. The magical ashes that you got in that one side quest, which was actually a main quest, those work on him. And then you can shotgun him. And that'll turn him in. Once you see the blue fire, then he's dead. Once he turns into the little boy from the magic ashes. Oh my god! Yeah, once he goes into second phase, uh, then you can actually start dealing physical damage to him. So yeah. the shotgun's really effective. You're gonna want to save your shotgun shells, but yeah. if you really want to make the boss fight easier, if you do uh, every single side quest into the game uh, with good karma, you then get an item, Daddy's Ashes. <laughs> Daddy's Ashes. Yeah, yeah. It's like a a uh, 
tutorial I would look up, like a walkthrough video on like how the fuck yeah, do I beat through. this boss? Like, I just, how to get the secret ending. And like you don't see his health bar, so you don't even know like are these bolts even hurting him? Then you come to find out, oh, bolts don't do anything unless you got magic you ashes. Daddy's ashes, then you start seeing a health bar. Like, oh, I sold those on accident. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> they were worth 10,000 gold pieces. They didn't tell me I would need those. <laughs> the fuck? Gold pieces? Yeah, GP, dog. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So it was a beautiful, magical ending. Did he turn into a little boy? Was that what they were applying? No, what? Yeah, he was so tiny. When he she fucking found... dude, he melted. But why was his skeleton so small? Because no. it was his spine. That's all that was left. He got no. his head blown off, and like his spinal cord was like Christmas treed. Like the flesh flakes sticking out of the spinal cord were all that were left. No, his head was still there. He was sitting up. No. Yeah. No, he got shot in the head. And it... well, are you talking about before he gets like blown up by the shotgun yeah, or after? before? Oh, before? No, he doesn't turn little. He just literally melts. I don't know. I'm thinking little boy, because that's another Friday the 13th reference, too. Like, he went back to little right, boy form. Literally pull up. Because technically, yeah, he did. Because remember, he wasn't... Um, He, he was... never grew up, did he? Like, in the lore. like Technically, did he... he did a little bit, but not like a fucking man like he is now. Yeah, so... Because... That would actually make sense. I hope I'm right now. No, he doesn't turn into a kid though, dude. You're you're wrong on that. They went they went uh Friday the thirteenth, Jason goes to Manhattan. You're gonna feel silly when I fucking show you this clip in the movie. Which also had Kane silly. Hodder as Jason, dude. Telling you, bro. Um another question I had was Yeah. She having mental turmoil, Daniel Harris or What's her name? Michaela, whatever her name is. Was she having uh, mental turmoil on whether to pull the trigger or she, it was just so physically demanding in that no, moment? No, it, it was like she also, here, here's the picture of him melted, by the way. That's not a kid. That's just literally his body melting and turning to like goo. I don't know. He's looking like a little boy, dude. Skip a little bit more. Okay, here. Like, here's, like, the quote-unquote scene as I talk about. No, she was, like, waiting for him to get back up. Like, he, she was waiting for him to heal fully for whatever reason. And uh, she's like, fucking get up. Get up. No. Like, she couldn't just fucking kill him. Like, that's not a little boy. That's literally a melted body. I don't know. Keep playing it for a sec. Yeah. I, he really looked little to me, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I think his legs, like, melted off. Well, yeah, he had a little... Sit- he looks tiny, though. Yeah, because like, he's melting, dude. All that like muscle and everything just completely melted. Daddy's ashes, dude. It's the secret item you can get in the beginning of the game that you have to keep. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going my own route on this one, man. I guess so. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree. I guess so. Well, what were we just talking Oh, so, yeah. Did she actually... Was she deciding yeah, to shoot him? I was. Or she was she doing like, a bit. She... She was doing that was a good one. Or it was like, I can't. it's a funny bit if she's like, it's so hard to pull the trigger. No, <laughs> like, she was just like, she was kind of doing a, I want to say, uh, like Lori Strode esque. Oh, she wanted the headshot. Like she just wanted. She was like, get the like, get the fuck up. Like you know what you like. Fuck you. Fuck you. Get up. Or even like, like the Sally approach in Texas Chainsaw. 
<laughs> the new one, which is like, I want you to turn around. What's my name? Dude. Oh, okay. oh, I never told you, but Austin watched that movie. He love hates the movie. He's like, he's so stupid, but he loves it. I We're love kind it. Kind of too. on the same boat. Yeah. And I don't hate it, was, but I definitely yeah. love, think it's silly, but I yeah, do love yeah, it. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, I love it. And he was talking about how that scene he thought was in the history books the coldest Texas chainsaw moment ever when Bubba literally looks at her dead in the face walks past her doesn't even kill her oh which part was that that was when she goes into his house she locks the two survivors this is after the bus massacre by the way where he kills (laughs) all those like just innocent people like that he doesn't even know any of them kills them all goes back home chills because uh, Sally picks them up from the bus and she locks them in the car, goes into the house, follows him. He's sitting in bed, ch- like literally just chilling. <laughs> on his He's phone. snoozing. <laughs> and then she snoozing. fucking cocks her gun, points that at his head. He looks over, like, like a like just an alpha dude. It was like up. that scene in Mad Men. It's a meme of like where the one kid is like talking to Don Draper about stuff. It's like. I can't remember the line, but he says, I don't think about you at all. It was like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was exactly like that. But literally, Bubba, just in body language alone, was like, who? Yeah. Yeah, like, who Who? Who the fuck are you? I do remember. Did we, we had to talk about that in, in the Oh, we absolutely right? did. Yeah, yeah we, I totally brought that up. So disrespectful. That was like, she had the perfect moment to fucking shoot him, get it over with, literally stop any of the events going further it broke her though it broke her brain that like he didn't even care oh dude dead yeah i mean shit that would break me yeah she's been thinking about this her whole life and literally training building her whole life up to this he and doesn't think about Dennis her at all with the i don't remember you bro like Peace. who are you <laughs> like you're not even involved in this shoot so yeah who the fuck are you get out of here this isn't your business <laughs> well this is beat it's about as fun as a bag of dicks. Yep, just like Sally. This is beat. Come on, man, give it a break. This is fun. About as fun as a bag of dicks. This is beat as hell. The only thing scary is Uncle Remus meets Bruce Lee. I feel like I'm an Enter the Song of the South or some shit. So this one still has a respectable 5.6 on IMDb. Okay. That's that's pretty, yeah, still really solid for any movie on IMDb. It's got a 57% tomato meter, 23 reviews, and 39% audience score audience over a thousand. So weird. Yeah. It is kind of, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I always expect Rotten Tomatoes to be way more len- like lenient than IMDb. It's all over the place. Yeah, I, I mean, te- technically though, like Fifty-seven percent is five point seven in terms of IMDb standards. Yeah, it's actually the exact same. Yeah, so I mean, I get it, but even still, like, it's just so weird because I feel like Rotten Tomatoes is a more casual, like, less critical kind of like website where people, like, especially audience score, like people that aren't even critics are like, yeah, it's an enjoyable movie. Like, they gave it way more like, uh, slack. I think it's the opposite because um, really? Rotten Tomatoes is all about critics, and I think oh. the people that aren't verified critics still like consider themselves that yeah, absolutely and yeah. yeah i know what you're saying because critics actually give things a chance and like self 
proposed critics are like, well, this movie isn't elevated or like this fucking bro. <laughs> kind of like CC with the editor. She's like, I didn't, I didn't understand what. Yeah. Well, I don't like Rotten Tomatoes at all. And it's even I harder. Like, yeah, I don't like the editor. So they're fine on that. Well, it's even harder with Rotten Tomatoes and horror because most of the movies we watch only have like this one has 23 reviews. So even if you're going off critics, like that's not a good, it's 23 people. Yeah. And then a thousand audience. So I don't know. What are you rating it, Riley? That's the question. Uh, to be fair, where this movie stands in terms of the other three, uh, I mean, it's weird because honestly, each movie, each hatchet movie so far definitely feels different from the other in a good way. Like they kind of have variety in like how they kind of go with the whole formula of hatchet. Uh, they still obviously have that kind of all of them have that kind of weird slow ish beginning, like 20, 25 minutes of like expo dump. Uh, first one can get away with it though. Cause it definitely feels a little bit more like whimsical, silly, but second one definitely felt like, okay, you dragged on a little bit too long. This one, although shorter feels like kind of the same amount of time was spent on building up to just Victor going young malice on him, like on everyone. <laughs> So I'd probably rate this like in the same vein as I rated Hatchet 2, which was, I think, around like a six. I, I think remember. I think I'm gonna rate Hatchet 3 probably like a a 5.5. Okay. Because reason being, uh although Vic was looking like Chef's Kiss, dude. He got the he's got the swamp gut, daddy bod. <laughs> peak condition he looked great uh the quality of the kills although it was all practical super respectable there was definitely those kind of tropey just getting whacked once like wide shot you're just dead from that like okay and i think even a couple that got force blasted off of him like two i think one person died from that or just got knocked out and not killed at all uh and the budget, I think, honestly, being a little bit lower than the second. So the quality of the actual kills that were supposed to be more than both of the movies combined uh, just felt a little bit cheaper looking, like what you said earlier, Jordan, about like the brain and stuff. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, overall, like, it's not bad, but definitely it's not as good as the first two, in my opinion. Not as great, I should say. It's good, just not great. I almost wonder if that's a problem of if you're going to ramp up so many more kills then like you have to stretch your budget even more across those so yeah, since well, there's mean, more they're not gonna look at as least good. yeah personally i i look to see like all right let's check out how brutal you can make these kills as compared to the last movie yeah and the last one really ramped up so oh, dude. i don't think yeah, this like, one this one went more quantity over quality i'm going that's a really good way to put it yeah yeah i came up with that actually <laughs> That's a really cool saying, Jordan. Nice. I'm going a flat five. Yeah. Um, which is really heavily on getting the icons in there. Just was fun. I mean, you got mm -hmm. Derek Mears and Kane Hodder in a movie together. That's awesome. <laughs> With you know everyone else, Caroline Williams, amazing. Um. Besides that, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's fatigue, too, because we actually had to take a couple weeks off. So it's not like, oh, I'm just we just watch these Hatch movies back to back to back. Like, it's not like that. It's just, 
and I don't think it's the new director's fault. Like, I think if, honestly, oh, I'm sorry. If you, yeah, you you say your thought, and then I'll. No, I'm just saying. Like, I don't think I don't think it's his fault either because it's just it it just didn't do anything new. The only thing it ramped up was the amount, like the kill count, but it didn't. At least it didn't try to introduce a whole bunch of stupid lore. That's fine, but it just like I don't know. It just didn't add anything new, really. That's my th- yeah. Yeah, no, definitely nothing super crazy in terms of variety of the kills because we get a couple of callbacks and that's probably just due to budget more than actual, like, you know, respect. But also I feel like, too, just because of, like, how... uh, Just very... and it, The wording is going to be a little bit weird on this, so bear with me. Like, how kind of linear and, like, straightforward and short the kills were. Like, not many kills were in the first and second, but that's what made them all really memorable. And I feel like, honestly, I don't think a lot of people complained at all about the kill count. And so when they kind of focused on the kill count, it definitely like, okay, so then you're not going to have every single kill in this movie be as super unique and like almost like dedicated in screen time. Yeah. Because you're going to have like 20 of them. So I feel like because the first two were just uh, short, sweet, and like each little kill or little each fucking kill was like iconic yeah as each i would one was, put it each one had some uh, weight i mean there would be a few maybe a little montage ones but for the most part yeah they were big they're they're all like blockbusters whereas this yeah, one it's yeah, like exactly it almost has like a like you kind of check out a little bit more because there's so many nameless faceless people just getting wrecked Mm-hmm. in quick succession that it makes you kind of like uh like you're just not as like really into it at least for me oh yeah because i feel like definitely too some like i mean the kills also bounce back off of who is being killed off in that fashion you know what i mean like yeah certain characters have like character death archetypes where it's like you get killed by your own tool you get killed because you're like a horn dog so you get your dick ripped off stuff like that yeah, the so first like, one took it, a big gamble by going like fifty minutes of like nothing really happening, but you also l- literally know every single character because of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You need kind of a blend of the two almost. So, which I think the second one did really well because they had montage kills, but then the kills on there were r- just good. It was just more brutal, new. It's funny kills. because I don't. Yeah. The second one, I don't think, was a better movie, especially not like story and the new lordship, but it was so strong just because, yeah, they're like, at least they ramped up with some crazy shit on the kills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, in this one, definitely. Like, I mean, you know, Vic, he's got like a whole fucking, you know, schedule of like, or not even a schedule, more so like he's just got a repertoire of like his favorites. It's always head stuff with him. He loves a good head stomp. Yeah. Good head stomp, crushing heads, pulling your fucking skull out of your gut. You know, back shit is really good with him too. Dismemberment. So like, yeah, he's got dismemberment, head crushing, and spine ripping. That's like his top three. Yeah, he's got a bag of tricks. I want the fucking... The fucking... Grabs this dude like a fucking deer. Slam him against a tree. Like that fucking cemetery scene in the first one. I forgot his name, but like... Is Marie, it Malcolm? Or, I always call him Malcolm, but maybe it's Marcus. Oh no, Malcolm. 
Wait. Did you say Malachi? <laughs> no, Mal- well, no, I think no, it's no, Marcus. No, Malachi. I think Marcus is the name. That fucking that was our favorite kill because he just picks him up like a wet noodle, fucking slaps him against the uh cemetery. Yeah, we'll have to make like a top five. That one's making it. I think this one would add in the head rip head chuck, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you see him throw it as opposed to the head just getting thrown at the character in the second one, and you see him off screen toss it. Yeah, this one he beams her in the face and it actually knocks her down. (laughs) She gets fucking lasered. So, yeah, this movie definitely traded in a lot of the quality for quantity, which wasn't a good call. I I really hope the fourth one. Yeah, well, we got one left, dude. Final part, dude. Are you nervous, excited? Self titled album. Usually you do that on your first album, not the last one. The self titled Victor Crowley. I don't know, man. Well, do we see uh, Adam Green's Victor Crowley, or is it just Victor Crowley? Yeah, Victor Crowley wrote, directed it, acted in it. It's more like a one-man show. I mean, yeah. But yeah, so... Can you give me all the ats and stuff? Absolutely, yeah. Guys, uh, please go ahead and share your opinion with uh, this third movie. If you watched it, if you care about Hatchet... uh, Give us some creative kills, some Victor Crowley comps. Uh, honestly, I'd love to see a couple AMVs. If you could email us at houseof1000, the number, horrors at gmail.com. Uh, guys, if you want to make some funny memes or even check out some funnier memes, no offense, that we post uh, every year, uh, every quarter, you can catch us at the handle on Twitter at 1K House. What horrors. is it? Oh, wait, no, shit. 1K Horrors. I'm, I'm out for, I, I've been out for a week of this grind. Damn, dude. House 1K Horrors. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, checks out. It, Honestly, yeah. we don't do much. Five or one stars reviews only. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Go on Apple Podcasts. You know, rave us, please. We need it. We need some clout. We need some Victor Crowley clout. I'm, I'm excited, dude. I, I'm going to lean to the side if I haven't seen it. So. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I, I you know, for, fourth time in the ring, I feel like it's going to be a banger. Yeah. So, till then, dude. So, the adventures of Vic. Fuck. <laughs>